Hi, everybody. It's nice to have you here for the fourth installment of the Metric Minute, brought to you by Vault Performance. I'm Kareem Durkawi, and this time we'll continue our discussion with force at zero velocity, a pivotal part of the counter-movement jump. In straightforward terms, FV0 is a measure of how much force an athlete is pushing into the ground exactly between the eccentric and concentric phases. In other words, the lowest point of their squat. This metric is important for two key reasons. First, it represents how hard and fast an athlete was able to decelerate in the eccentric phase. If an athlete can descend rapidly plus have great eccentric strength, both desirable aspects in performance and rehab settings, then the eccentric phase will finish with a very high level of force. Lower results suggest otherwise and are part of ineffective jump strategies. The second point is that FV0 can give an excellent start to the concentric phase. A primary objective in jump performance training is maximizing concentric impulse and starting the phase with high force helps tremendously. Lower results compromise jump height and peak power among other things. Now training FV0 can be as simple as learning to drop faster or increase eccentric tolerance in any number of ways. However, the full jump movement pattern should never be neglected. Essentially, the take home message is that FV0 is literally the one data point that is both the overall outcome measure of the eccentric phase, as well as the prelude to concentric performance. It's generally desirable to train for a higher FV0. For more details on force zero velocity and anything else, feel free to reach out to us at Bald Performance. Thank you. The world of strength and conditioning is filled with some awesome practitioners who are always trying to evolve and continue to grow professionally throughout their career. The problem with many of us, though, is finding a new outlet, a new way and a new perspective on the questions that we may have, whether it be programming, whether it be situational with dealing with coaches, or whether it be career advice. Because all too often what happens is we get stuck in with the same group of friends and the same group of colleagues that we reach out to for advice repeatedly over and over again. But what we should really be looking for is different perspectives, different people who have been through different situations who can help us make better decisions both for ourselves and our athletes. And one awesome place to start with that is the forums in the Strength Coach Network. In the forums in the Strength Coach Network, you'll be able to reach out and get feedback, input, and advice from coaches from all over the world from everything from career advice to training modalities to programming, there's people there just for the same reason as you are, to try to get better, to learn, to share information, and to grow the field of strength and conditioning. So hop on over to strengthcoachnetwork.com slash CVASPS, that's strengthcoachnetwork.com slash C-V-A-S-P-S to dive into all that great content today and get your 48-hour trial for only a dollar. I look forward to seeing you in the Strength Coach Network. What's up, guys? C. Hayes here, Coppin State University. Hope everyone's doing well, staying safe, happy, and healthy um, to the best of your abilities during these challenging times that we're still working through. And hope everyone was able to get out and vote, um, either in person, you know, today as I record on election day or in days prior or with an absentee ballot, you know, and just, just making sure that, that your vote, your voice was heard. But um, what I want to talk about today is an injury that we suffered here on the men's side uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, and it was an injury that I really wanted to get through this year without, you know, and, and all, of course, all strength coaches um, sure feel the same. Uh, but that is an Achilles tear. And one of our men's basketball guys, very similar, eerily similar mechanism that we saw with Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, the late, great Kobe Bryant uh, a few years back. You know, this and this individual on our team didn't have the ball, but he was going to make a cut and just plant it. And boom, that was it. And it went down and. And he knew right away. Um, 
you know, I thought he was just exaggerating a little bit, was actually able to put pressure on it and walk off on his own. So I was optimistic, but um, it wasn't fact an Achilles tear and a full, a full Achilles tear at that. So, you know, of course, the first uh, 24, 36, 48 hours were, were an emotional one um, for me. You know, it was the first time as a, as a full-time strength coach that, you know, one of my athletes experienced a, a season-ending, you know, um, injury. Um, whether it be Achilles, ACL, or otherwise, you know, in baseball, I had one or two UCLs, but other than that, you know, was was fortunate enough to to not have that happen yet. So, very emotional for me, you know, and and of course, I was asking myself a million questions. You know, what could I have done differently? What could we have done differently? Is this my fault? You know, and um, this this, you know, this isn't this monologue isn't meant to be about that. You know, certainly not about me. It's about this young man, you know, and the fact that he has to take a year, basically a year away from the game now um, to rehab, but more so, you know, what are we going to do differently? What, what are the positives that we can take away from this? You know, and I think the biggest adjustment we've, we've made off the bat, probably two of them, but the one biggest adjustment is just our workload. Um, but traditionally our, our men's program, I, I haven't had, you know, going into year three, I, I usually don't have to worry about workload that much because our staff, with their NBA background and, and Division One playing background, um, you know, they usually have a really good feel for workload, what a practice should look like, what's too long. You know, we typically don't go longer than 75 to 90 minutes on any given day. Um, you know, in in-season, it'll be 50 to 60 to 70 minutes, right? So it's typically not a concern of mine. But, of course, coming off the pandemic, you know, we, we've been more mindful of it. I've been more mindful of it. But I kind of let it slip because we were going three days, five days in a week. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, on Thursday off, Friday, Saturday, on Sunday off. That was our weekly split for the past few weeks. And um, I don't think there's anything wrong with that layout. Um, we, we typically don't like to go three more than three or four days in a row, you know, just so that every day can be high quality and, and intense. But within those first three days, Monday through Wednesday, we didn't have any undulation. We would lift Monday, Wednesday. So in theory, Tuesday was a lighter day, but all three days of practice were intense, you know, a hard 70, 80, 90 minutes. Um, and while in years past, I don't think that was a bad thing. Um, just knowing that our guys are coming off the pandemic, they didn't do much for three to four to five months. You know, while they're getting stronger, they're getting fitter, their CNS is getting better, their aerobic development, cardiovascular, all that stuff is increasing. We know that connective tissue, specifically tendons, ligaments, take more time to adapt, right? So basically now what we're doing moving forward is getting more undulation in our weekly training week where we're only, we're going three days on and one day off until the season starts. Um, but within those three days, that middle day is going to be a low day. So lower intensity, you know, of course, by drill selection, um, most five VO offense shooting more skill development based. So that first and third day will still be a high intensity, full team practice, 75, 90 minutes. Um, with a lift typically um, on those two days. But that middle day is going to be a low intensity, uh, almost like a recovery type day. And that's something just thinking back to my days at, at Louisville years ago with our sports scientists and what we were able to do with catapult and GPS. We don't have that here, but we always wanted to avoid medium days, right? Because they don't really allow for recovery, but they don't really allow for enough stimulus to actually get fitter, stronger, whatever. So it was always a high or a low day. And we never wanted to have ideally more than two high days in a row, you know. And so thinking back to that and what we did at Louisville from an objective standpoint, workload management, just trying to carry that over now. And, of course, 
you know, I wish we had done this sooner and, and maybe that Achilles wouldn't have happened. Um, but that's the biggest adjustment that we're making moving forward. And then additionally, just being more on, t- on, on top of the guy's wellness. Um, I wasn't doing wellness surveys up to this point, just to be honest and transparent, because I didn't feel like pulling teeth to get them to do them every day. Um, and, and in the position that I'm in as a basketball only coach, I'm able to see, you know, see and interact with them every day, pre and post practice. So I'm able to ask questions, but um, we are doing wellness surveys now you know, to be on top of hydration, to be on top of soreness, fatigue, sleep, all that stuff that we know is important. So that if a guy, you know, pops up red, if their score is low, I can have that conversation maybe sooner, maybe quicker, and maybe make, you know, more proactive adjustments rather than than being reactive with that. So those are the two biggest things moving forward. Um, And of course, you know, with our training, just trying to be a little more mindful with our warm-ups, with our training, our lifting, being a little more mindful of the lower leg, trying to incorporate some more calf, ankle, Achilles work, some more barefoot work, um, just to prepare, you know, best pre- prepare, better prepare their lower legs, you know, as much as possible. And we we know Achilles are, are typically freak incidents, you know, it's just kind of like the the straw or the the needle that that broke the the camel's back, right? And so hopefully, of course, hopefully we don't have another injury of that nature. Um, but of course, when something like that, ha- that happens, we want to do as much as we possibly can to make sure it doesn't happen again. Um, but the last takeaway guys uh, that I want to share and I want us to all remember and think about for ourselves and maybe share with our student athletes is just that tomorrow is not promised. Right. And, and we learned that with the passing, you know, early this year, 2020 has been a tough year, right? We learned that first with the tragic passing of Kobe and his daughter and the other individuals in that, in that helicopter in January you know, that life can be taken in a moment um, and not to over-exaggerate this situation, right? This young man still has a, a scholarship. He still has an academic, you know, year to, to pursue and he still has hopefully a basketball career to pursue after this year. Um, so not to make basketball or sport bigger than life, but, you know, we saw with Kobe in January um, and of course with this pandemic to shut down the quarantine, how everything was, was almost overnight, you know, just taken away from us, our lives, as we knew them, you know, going out, having a beer, socializing, you know, hanging with friends and family, all of that changed almost overnight. And while we've gotten most of that back, it could be taken away again, you know, as, as numbers begin to, to spike again or are spiking big time again with COVID. So, you know, my point just being, whether it be an injury, whether it be a pandemic and a, and a virus, um, whether it be a, a tragic incident this year, more than as much as ever has shown us that tomorrow is not promised. And, and if we are fortunate enough to get tomorrow, it may look very different, you know, than what we um, expect or what we are used to. So, um, you know, just take that one for yourselves, you know, don't get comfortable. Let's continue to remember that we're coming off of a a three, four, five month quarantine, you know, when our athletes weren't doing much, Um, continue to to push the envelope, get comfortable, be comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Don't get overly comfortable with what we're doing day to day, continue to challenge each other, challenge ourselves, ask the right questions. you know, and just don't get complacent, you know, not, not that I was, but I think maybe I was a little too comfortable and I, I wish, you know, I would have reevaluated our workload, um, you know, what we were doing on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis a little uh, closer, you know, and maybe we could have made those adjustments sooner. But um, all that being said, you know, just continue to, to ask questions and, and, you know, push the envelope, think outside the box with what we're doing from a training standpoint. And then just for us, for our athletes, um, you know, a reminder that tomorrow is not promised. And so 
within what you have today. Of course, appreciate it. Be grateful for it and, and make sure you give everything that you have, you know, because tomorrow could be very different with the college basketball season around the corner. Of course, as of now, it's going to happen. We hope that it happens, but you just never know. So um, that's it, guys. I hope my, my hope for this was that, you know, we could talk some training and, and you know, actual workload management, all that cool, fun stuff um, and maybe take something away from that. Um, of course, just being transparent about what happened with us and, and what we did and what I think we need to do differently moving forward. Um, and then also just, you know, the the thought process behind um, kind of the emotional side of it and and just not taking anything for granted. All right. So thank you, guys. Hope everybody got something from that. Um, would love to talk further. You know, if anyone wants to reach out. And as always, thank you to Jay, man, for the, the, the platform, for CVAPs, for everything you do for our field. Um, just for making us better, man, and, and being great. So thank you. Um, happy holidays and, and stay safe.